Hi, my name is Resha. Today I'm going to tell you a story called The Amazing Voyage, Geronimo Stilton. It was the third adventure in the kingdom of fantasy. Spring has sprung. Chapter 1. It had all started like this. It was a beautiful sunny spring day. Well, to be exact, it was the very first day of spring. The sky in Newmarket City was crystal clear. And the smell of flowers filled the air. I sniffed the air and smiled. Spring had officially sprung. Don't you just love spring? I do. I listened to the birds chirping outside my window. Sunshine warmed my back, and the smell of cherry blossoms filled my office. I tried to do some work, but oh, how rude! I forgot to introduce myself. My name is Geronimo Stilton. I run the Rolands Gazette, the most famous newspaper on Mouse Island. Anyway, where was I? Oh yes, I was having a little trouble concentrating due to the sun and the flowers and the birds. And well, you get the idea. Right then, the door to my office burst open. Uncle, a little mouse shrieked with delight. It was my dear nephew Benjamin. He gave me a hug. Can I have dinner at your house tonight? He asked. "Great idea," I replied with a smile. "How about we have pizza party with the whole family? We can celebrate the first day of spring." Oh wow! That night, the Stilton family gathered at my house. My sister Thea was there. My cousin Trap, grandfather Shortpaws. And Aunt Sweetfur, even Petunia Prettypaws came with her brother Wolfgang. Too bad Petunia also brought her pesky niece Bugsy Bugsy. I made sure Bugsy sat far away from me. My cousin Trap made all kinds of pizzas: some with tomato sauce, some with pepperoni, some with mushrooms, some with different types of cheese, and even some with ham and pineapple. I ate so many slices I lost count. Yum yum yum! My belly got rounder and rounder, but I couldn't stop. The pizza was so delicious. <laughs> Finally, everyone finished eating, and I left. I ate one more slice, and then I waddled off to bed. That night, I tossed and turned, tossed and turned, I tossed and turned, and tossed and turned, and I kept on doing that. Until I lost balance, and I fell. I felt like I had swallowed a bowling ball. Oh, why had I gobbled up all that pizza? Since I couldn't sleep, I decided to try reading. After all, there's nothing like a good book to take my mind off of my problems. But without thinking, I picked up the book about ghosts and haunted houses. It was so scary. Now instead of getting sleepy, I was even more awake. At midnight on the dot, I got up, and to make myself the thirty-first cup of guacamole tea. I had thirty cups before that, but my paws got all twisted up in the sheets. I tripped, and the pile of thirty cups that I had placed on the nightstand crashed to the ground. Three. They smashed into a thousand pieces.
As I tried to keep my balance, I cut my paw on a sharp shard. I ran to the bathroom to get bandage. But I slipped on a puddle of water. Then I hit my head on the edge of the sink. As I was fainting, I remembered that there was water on the floor because the toilet was leaking. I had forgotten to call the plumber. Oops, the plumber. I couldn't see a thing. Chapter 3 When I came to, I felt something wet licking my face. I gulped. Was it a ghost with taste for mice? The room was pitch black. I couldn't see a thing. Then I realized I still had my eyes closed. When I opened them, the room was still dark, ex except for two ginormous golden eyes peering down at me. Who, who's there? I stammered. A voice said, Don't be afraid. You already know me. I come from the kingdom of fantasy. I gasped. Now I know who it was. It was my old friend, the dragon of the rainbow. The dragon of the rainbow is the faithful messenger of the queen of fairies. His body is covered in golden scales and he has seven horns, each horn one of the colors of the rainbow. He likes to sing his words instead of speaking them. And when he exhales, smells like roses. I turned on the light and grinned. I knew the dragon well from my adventures in the kingdom of fantasy. Then I heard another familiar voice. Well, actually, it was more a croak. Sir Knight, the voice called back. A frog in a red jacket clung to the back of the dragon. It was Cribblehopper. We had met on my first trip to the kingdom of fantasy. He still thought I was a knight, no matter how much I tried to correct him. But why had he come looking for me? Why? 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 I found out soon enough, it seemed Blossom, the Queen of Fairies, had been kidnapped. The Queen of Witches kidnapped her. Scribble Hopper wailed. Then he handed me a scroll. The scroll was written in fantasy and alphabet. Luckily for me, I had learned the fantasy and alphabet on one of my adventures to the kingdom. The gnomes are holding a big meeting and they need your help, Scribblehopper explained. So come on, Sir Knight, lose the pajamas and shake a paw. The kingdom of fantasy is in great danger. As I got dressed, Scribblehopper read me a few battles. He had written, sang three songs he had composed and chatted on and on and on. Chase niblets, I had forgotten how much that... Frog or croak? Okay, okay, I finally squeaked. I'm ready to go. Just please stop croaking for a minute. I can't hear myself think. Scribblehopper groomed. No problem, sir, knight, he said. But you know, you can't really hear yourself think because he chatted on and on as the dragon of the rainbow rose into the sky, flapping his wings. The dragon took off to the kingdom of fantasy. I clung on nervously to one of the dragon's many scales. Every time I take to the kingdom of fantasy, I mean to talk to him about adding some seed belts for safety purposes, but I always forget. 
Still, as we soared into the fluffy clouds, I began to relax. The night sky was beautiful. The air was fresh, and the moon was round as a perfect slice of provolone. To the kingdom of fantasy! The trip took all night. At dawn, we flew over the kingdom of the fairies. I fated for the air to fill with the smell of spring flowers. But when I looked down, I saw that the land was covered in snow. Oh no. A sad and freezing winter. Why is there so much snow? I asked Kribblehopper. And where is the crystal castle? The frog let out a low sigh. Alas, it's been sad and freezing winter, your knightliness. Except for the steeple, the whole castle is buried in snow. He pointed to the huge stretch of ice beneath the us. The only thing sticking out was a steeple with a silver star on it. I couldn't believe it. It was a star that shone from the very top of Blossom's castle. Scribblehopper sniffed once, then twice. Then he began to bawl like a tadpole. <laughs> it was so cold his eyes turned into ice. His tears turned into ice and fell into the ground with a terrible blink, blink, blink. Jeez, Niblets, I was getting a mouse-sized headache. I don't know what was worse, listening to Scribblehopper's loud icicle tears or listening to one of his terrible poems. Here's one of his poems, Snow, a poem by Scribblehopper, literally flock. What does a frog know about snow? It's cold and wet and it freezes my toes. It covers the pond and streams and lakes. It puts out the flames on my fly birthday cake. Oh, once I was happy in warm sunny air, floating on lily pads without a care. But a witch came along and set snow flowing down. So now this poor frog wears a permanent frown. Yours, froggily. Scribble hopper. That was good. <sighs> we hurried towards the kingdom of gnomes to make it in time for the great assembly as we got closer the sky became grayer and grayer then i noticed a huge smoke cloud coming from the west it was bringing with freezing wind as cold as a witch's breath the smoke was preventing the sun rays from reaching the ground which was why it was so cold finally we landed in the kingdom of gnomes i found cozy and factual the king and queen of gnomes in the throne room the king ran to greet me oh thank goodness you're here knight we're all so worried about blossom tomorrow the great assembly will meet all of the heroes of the kingdom will be here the queen grabbed my paw i knew you'd make it brave king i got me brave okay the queen pumped her little fist in the air good will shrimp the words ran there. Good will triumph. Good will triumph. Good will triumph. And then to the loudest. The queen turned to me and smiled. Dear knight, you must be tired, she said. We'll prepare a guest room for you. But then a little gnome began whispering furiously at the queen's ear. Problem? What problem? The queen asked impatiently. Gnome blushed. Um, he, I mean, the knight, that, that here, I mean, he 
won't fit. He's too big. The queen laughed kindly. <laughs> Take him to the ballroom, the room with the highest ceilings in the palace. The royal carpenters can put together ten of the beds. The royal tailors can sew some pajamas and warm blankets from ten of the curtains, and the royal cooks can prepare a meal fit for fifty gnomes. I thank the queen for her generosity. She really was the sweetest gnome I ever knew. Not that I knew my many homes back home, gnomes back home. Later, the queen told me a happy bedtime story. As a chorus of gnomes sang me a gentle lullaby. There's no place like no. There's no place like no. La 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 la. As he went to sleep. The next morning, the queen surprised me. I know you have an invisible suit of armor, knight, but you need something warmer. So I asked the gnomes in the land to sew you all these clothes made of the warmest wool, the latest in gnome style. On the tag, they had sewn my name, Geronimo Stilton. I was touched. It must have taken the gnomes all night to make such beautiful clothes. Thank you, I said. Waited. The gnomes waited outside while I tried on the clothes. Then I called them back and took and took them a deep bow. Bow. The clothes fit perfectly, and the gnomes were telling how they made it. I created the pattern. I chose the fabric. I gave the advice. I washed the fabric. I laid it out to dry. I ironed it. I fastened it. I cut it. I stuffed it. I threaded it and needles. I sewed it. I pricked my finger. I brought the bandage. I sewed the sleeve. I did the sleeve. I made the buttonholes. I attached the buttonholes. I stitched the pants. I made them. I stitched the hat. I sewed the socks. I shined the boots. Oh, how elegant the night looks! Huh. Well, you can see what they made. Just then, I looked out from the balcony and saw a dust cloud on the horizon. The friends of the Queen Blossom and the Kingdom of Fairies were arriving. Here they come! cried the gnomes. I leaned over the balcony to get a better look. What an incredible sight! There were pixies dressed in green, flying on the transparent wings of dragonflies. Dragons let out threatening flames from their mouths as a band of unicorns galloped nearby. I even recognized Boyle, recognized Boyle, the chameleon. Goose Blubber and Ro Oscar rose from my pre previous trips to the Kingdom of Fantasy. There were tons of elves with the silver bows, and I spotted Puss in Boots from the land of fairy tales. Sea creatures approached from the water. Their queen was traveling in the crystal tub. I guess she didn't want to get a fish tail wet. <laughs> Further away in the river, I noticed that. A shimmering blue boat with luminous silk sails. The boat was beautiful. I wondered what land it came from. Blossoms, friends, and allies. Else, are noble, generous, and loyal. They know the woods and can run swiftly and silently. Silver dragons are strong and courageous. They love justice and goodness. Pixies are small and dressed in green. They are able to navigate the forests. Unicorns live in the valley of blue unicorns. 
sea creatures includes mermaids, dolphins, and whales. Strongheart the giant and Puss in the Boots walked all the way from the land of northern giants and the land of fairy tales. No pushing, no shoving. Together, everyone gathered on the great lawn in front of the palace. I looked around, wide-eyed. Blossom had so many friends. The place was jam-packed. Unicorns stood shoulder to shoulder with breathing dragons, fire-breathing dragons. Elves and pixies claimed seats on the snow-covered trees. Please, no pushing, no shoving, Queen Cozy called. Then King Factual held up his hand for silence. I guess there's no good way to say this, so I'll just say it. Queen Blossom is in danger, he announced. She has been kidnapped by the Queen of Witches. The crowd went wild. No, I heard someone cry. Not sweet Blossom, another sobbed. But King Factual held up his hand. Well, we can't just sit there crying about it. Let's go save her. I let out a tiny cough. <clears throat> Your Majesty, no offense, I stammered. No, no offense, but you're just missing one small detail. Detail? What detail? We muttered. I'm very good with details. I hated to insult the king's intelligence, but what could I do? He can't run off to save the queen because he doesn't know where she is. A hush fell over the crowd. Then an owl shouted up. Um, if you don't know her, where she is, how are we supposed to save her? Yeah, all the dragon, dragons chorused. King Factual scratched his head, looking perplexed. Uh-oh, I thought. Would the crowd get angry? Would they storm the play? Headlines flashed in my brain. Angry mob wrecks gnome home. Gnome home ends in madness. I've got an idea, Boyle shouted. Years ago, Blossom gave the gnomes a silver case. She said to open it if the kingdom of fantasy was ever in danger. The king lit up. That's right, it's in the library. I tried to thank Boyle for his good idea, but couldn't see him. He had blended into his surroundings as usual. I headed to the library with Boyle's and the king and queen. The case was made of precious silver formed in the shape of a rose. It was delicately crafted and it shined like a thousands and thousands of lights. Around each of the petals were hundreds of pure diamonds. The king of gnomes put a tiny key into the log. We all held our breath. Inside was a silver compass encased in diamonds. There was writing in the fantasy and alphabet on it. Inside the case, there was also a scroll with another message. King Fatual translated the writing on a silver compass. Perfect. Now we know where to find Blossom, but who will be brave enough to go? The king asked. I noticed, I noticed Boyle peeking at the compass. Leaping lizards! It's pointing to the land nightmares! He squeaked. Then he backed away, bumbling, mumbling. Mm, excuse me, I think my I hear my mommy calling. In a flash, I camouflaged himself. Okay, that's all for today. That is till chapter
that's till chapter 12 i will read more tomorrow bye